What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. Wow. This kid spent his whole life skydiving, bungee jumping, cliff diving, and one day gets hit by a car. Comedy? Oh, no, I was reading this magazine. But listen, he decided to become an organ donor before he was killed. Jesus, bro. And his organs saved six lives and enhanced 30 more. Am I an organ donor, Ian? Yes. Great. You guys want to go bungee jumping? No, Vince, we want to read these scripts. We do? Yeah, besides, we almost lost you once this week. We don't need another scare. What's up, baby bros? Welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Palm Springs, California. Apologies for the delay on this week's episode. I spent this past weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. No, I didn't get a rub down from 10 this time around. I was there for the Sweet 16 on Thursday and the Elite 8 on Saturday with a friend of mine from back home in Chicago. Had the pleasure of running into uh, our mutual friend, Will DeFries, a member of the Circling Back podcast. Uh, at the sports book on Friday afternoon, and we got after it. Uh, I probably drank the most I've drank uh, in a long time. So coming home, I thought I'd have some energy to edit the pod and put it up, but uh, that was not the case. So thanks for your patience. My guest this week is uh, David Ruff. He's actually Will DeFries' podcasting partner over at Circling Back. Uh, Dave and I go way back to our post-grad problems days. I've had him on the pod once before, just a guy I've known for a long time. So the chemistry's there. It's a fun episode. I had him on because he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, and this is the first episode of the week. I'm sorry, the season where we meet Jerry Jones and the whole Ari Gold burning an NFL team to LA plotline starts. Super fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Go check out everything that Dave, Will, and Dylan are doing at Washed Media. They've got a couple podcasts I'm a huge fan of. I'm hoping to get both Will and Dylan back on the pod this season. It's been too long since they've been in the mix. Uh, you know the drill. Follow the podcast at Oh Yeah Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We'll be back as regularly scheduled next week. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. My guest this week was our guest way back in season three for episode eight, The Release. He is the co-founder of Washed Media, the co-host of the Circling Bat podcast, and my former boss at a failed online publisher, <laughs> dialing in from Austin, Texas. David Ruff, welcome back to the Entourage podcast. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. That was a failed online publication, wasn't it? <laughs> We're all doing okay. We did our best. Yep. Yes, you did. Dave, it's been a while since we've talked. I saw you in Austin briefly when I was there for Austin City Limits back in the fall. It's snowing currently in Texas. You still have your power, and you still were able to watch Entourage last night. I really appreciate you hopping on with me. Uh, I was happy to get the invite, man. I, I honestly, when you said what episode it was and you said who was in it, it all clicked because I, I remember yeah. this episode specifically, so I was very excited to do a rewatch. I try to personalize the episodes for my guests, or, or more like the guests for my episodes. And sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes you know availability doesn't work out. But yeah, this this is kind of the perfect storm of. You're a Cowboys fan. We'll talk about that a lot in this episode, because Jerry Jones is, is, is prevalent. Great, can't can't wait to talk more Cowboys <laughs> at, the, at this time of, of year. Yeah, uh, a week out from the Super Bowl when they are not in it. Uh, weird. But, <laughs> weird how that t- continues to happen for you hey I- i'm a bears fan i've got the number one overall pick that's all i'm excited about I'm, right now. I'm, so. I'm honestly happy for you thank you thank you dave uh, i didn't ask you this question when i had you on that must have been in 2019 when we did that episode but what's your relationship with entourage like like when did you first watch it did you watch it all the way through did you see the movie did not see the movie did watch this did watch the series all the way through when I was looking at the release date of this episode, I was shocked because <laughs> I, I think about like, I, I know we're going to get to this, but like, I was like, man, where was I when I watched that episode? Uh, but we watched it in college uh, religiously. And then I kind of, I think I just stuck with it and finished it because I was like, well, I'm already committed. But yeah, I never saw the movie. Um, maybe I'll do that this weekend. It's available on HBO Max. We're also going to do the movie here on this podcast, so maybe don't watch it and let I could have you back for like, you know, just 20 minutes. Hey, Dave, how was it in your first viewing ever? That'd be interesting. Yeah, so maybe hold off. But yeah, we uh, 
we have similar stories. I've told mine a million times, but I'd watch it in college. At this point in time, I'm out of college in July of 2010. So like I'm, you know, entering the working world and uh, still, still digging my heels in and watching Vinny and the boys. So this episode that we're doing today, episode two of season seven, Buzzed, uh, first aired on July 11th, 2010. Dave, where were you on this date? Maybe not on July 10th or July 11th, but like, where were you summer of 2010? I was living at home with my parents during the summer, uh, getting ready to start my second year of law school in Oklahoma and didn't stay up there for the summers, you know, went back home and yeah, I was probably, I was probably watching this episode in my childhood bedroom. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, so I don't have a good on this date that's sports related for July of 2010. So let's just talk a little bit about the 2010 NFL season. It was the 91st regular season of the NFL, the 45th of the Super Bowl era. Tom Brady, quarterback of the New England Patriots, was named the MVP for the 2010 season. And Super Bowl 45, played between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers, was played at Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas. The oh. Green Bay Packers defeated the Steelers to win their fourth Super Bowl and spoiled the Steelers' chance for a seventh title. Uh, you're a big football guy. I, just want, I want to run through some changes that were going on in the NFL at this point in time. There were new overtime rules introduced this season of the NFL. Basically, the old overtime procedure had been that like first team to score no matter how they win outright. Instead of that straight sudden death, the game is not going to immediately end anymore. Now the team that receives the ball first can only, if they only score a field goal, the other team has a chance to score a touchdown. These are rules that still exist to this day and frankly are a great fucking rule change that I have no disagreements with. Absolutely. Now the other one is they had a big crackdown this season on illegal hits. After several violent hits throughout the NFL in week three of the season, the lead announced that it would just straight up suspend players for illegal hits, helmet to helmet, blows to the head, etc. Previously, they only could be fined, and uh, the lead instructed all officials and referees to just make sure they have a higher level of attention towards these types of flagrant hits. And if I'm being honest, and if we're being honest, really, let me just talk on behalf of myself. I don't know if that changed the game for the better. Obviously, let's just not. I'm not trying to make light of CTE and head injuries and stuff like that. But I think there is still a little bit too much attention put on what a head-to-head or helmet-to-helmet hit is and uh, what a lethal contact can be. What what are your thoughts on that? I don't think it's properly enforced. Like many many, uh, rule changes or just rules in general uh, in the NFL. And yeah, I think think you see a lot of defensive backs not really know what to do. Pretty pretty famous example uh, in our last playoff game. When we lost to the 49ers, with George Kittle's bobbling a ball across the middle, and Trayvon Diggs, if this is 20 years ago, he's smoking him, popping like, him. Yeah, I think he's hoping that ball goes up in the air. Yeah, but no, he just absolutely whiffs on it, and and a lot of it might be that he just didn't want that Kittle smoke, which I understand. But <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's just very inconsistent, and it, the whole thing stops down games like a lot of uh, a lot of things that are reviewed. So yeah, I'm not I'm not too stoked on it, but I understand it. Yeah, so do I. But so like two two big rule changes, one for the better, one maybe for the not for the worse, but just it's kind of mucked up the quality of the game, in my opinion. The overtime one is I can't believe it went as long as it did. Like <laughs> I, I can't believe it took the I the internet or or yeah. I, I don't know, like deck, you know, to come around and people to be like, Oh yeah, this is actually really bad. I was reading a little deeper into it, and it was like whoever wins the coin flip with the previous overtime rules would win like 69% of the time or something like that. It's, it's just like a complete – it's like the outcome of the game is determined by the coin flip to start overtime. It's, it's hilarious. Okay, I'm going to do a quick recap of this week's episode of Entourage for those listeners who maybe haven't had a chance to rewatch. It's not quick. It's it's a little lengthy. So have a sip of water. Give me, a, give me like a minute or two here, Dave. At breakfast with Ian Drama, Turtle's credit card is declined, and when he calls Amex, he learns that there is a $10,000 charge, and he immediately suspects his former employee, Alex. While driving to the valley with Mrs. Ari to look at a chandelier, Ari gets a last-minute meeting with Jerry Jones to discuss selling the NFL's TV rights. He abandons Mrs. Ari mid-trip. Vince opts for a do-it-yourself haircut and surprises everyone with his new look. Vince assures Eric that Cassavetes, the director, had already locked the movie, and but a new problem arises when he says that the movie might suck during an interview with Access Hollywood. Unable to stop Maria Menounos from, ruin, from running the quote, Shauna calls Ari for help. 
Eric agrees to help Drama find a script and finds himself buried in reading material. And when Alice comes to pick up her last check, Turtle confronts her about the $10,000 charge at Tiffany's. She reminds him that she bought his mom a gift there at his request, but only for $1,000. After clearing it up with Tiffany's, Turtle tries to apologize to Alex. At Eric's office to read scripts with drama, Vince gets distracted by an article about trying new things, and wandering off, he runs into Scott Lavin. Drama signs Eric as his manager. Ari is focused on his NFL pitch and forgets to call Maria Menounos. Lizzie Grant joins him in their NFL meeting and the two dazzle the team owners. The organization decides to keep their, their TV sale internal, but the lead now wants Ari to bring a football team to LA. Mrs. Ari walks in as Ari gives Lizzie a celebratory spin and is unhappy when she learns Lizzie is the one who broke up Andrew Klein's marriage. A furious Nick Cassavetes calls Ari. He doesn't care about the quote, but Vince never checked with him about his hair. And when Ari and Eric get on the phone with Vince, Vince can't talk. He and Scott are about to jump out of a plane. Holy shit, a lot happens this episode. <laughs> it's, it's a lot in 25 minutes. Dave, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? My favorite overall moment is anything with Scott Kahn. He's the best. So the Scott Kahn, Vincent, so this is like the first time they met, right? Correct, Vinny, yeah. Vinny and Scott, and... Uh, what's his name? Scotty Lavin. Yeah. And their interaction just, just escalated so quickly and they just became like bros immediately. And I, I thought that was really, that was a really good storyline. I forgot how good Scott Kahn was in this. And I also forgot that he is his fault. He is absolutely James Kahn down yes, to yes. like how he jokes, how he laughs, how he like, it's almost like he was mimicking Sonny in Godfather One, and it, it's it's insane. As somebody who just recently watched Godfather for the, you know, fiftieth time, I was just like, dude, that is. I wonder if he like is intentionally doing this as like a a nod to Godfather fans, or just watching his father his entire life and growing up, and you know how we all kind of mimic the things our fathers do. It's it's not often that godfather one and entourage those two worlds overlap so i'm glad you brought it up <laughs> yeah i'm the one to do it i'm glad i could bring that to the show i'm really glad this is your favorite moment because weirdly it's mine too it's not the exact interaction with scott and vince but it's just like this idea of like vince drum and e sitting around e's office reading scripts vince doesn't need to be there for that vince is a fucking a-list movie star he's like i'm gonna go just wander off and basically, like, not get into any trouble, but, like, just try to go find some fun. And he hits on E's assistant, invites her out to Florence, and then just kind of wanders into Scott Kahn's office and within hours is in an airplane skydiving. These are one of those few times when, like, Vince having that kind of, like, movie star ease about him is, like, kind of cool in a relatable way. I'm like, damn, I wish I had to just do that. I wish I had to just, like, get up, walk out of a building, and then just be like, what am I going to do today? And I'm just going to follow my heart. I really like that, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to go roam the office, check out the company. Stay away from Jenny. Oh, is she the heavyset one? <clears throat> I'm focused. Jenny, want to go to lunch? I don't think he's going to let me. How about Florence? I know he won't let me. But, uh, if you're serious, maybe I'll quit. Hey, <laughs> Chase. Hey, man. What's the matter, Enoch keeping you engaged? Ah, uh, nah, he's working on stuff for my brother. Scotty Lavin, I work with your boy. I dig the haircut. Yeah? Yeah, is it for the Cassavetes movie? Nah, I just figured, why not? I love the spontaneity. I love to hear it. I've been hanging out with a bunch of boys all day. Nobody wants to have any fun. <laughs> what do you want to do? I, I don't know, I'm bungee jumping, hellaboarding. Really? I mean, I don't know. I've never done either, but I'm intrigued. I mean, it's kind of nuts, right? I don't think so, but I'm an idiot. I'm jumping off of a cliff for spring break. Are you serious? I'd love to try that. So come with. You got anything sooner? <laughs> I got anything sooner? <laughs> You're sick. I love it. You want to jump out of a plane? I know a guy. I could have you in the air in 20 minutes. How about today? You are serious. Today? Well, if you can. Fuck it. I'll clear my schedule. I should tell Lee. No, no. You shouldn't tell Lee, unless you want him to talk you out of it. <laughs> You know him too well. Come on, come on. I started to remember this uh, character arc for, for Vinny mm -hmm. uh, as far as like his bad boy, daredevil, oh, yeah. all that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that this is what kicked it off. This is the precipice. In the previous episode, he was in uh, a Nick Cassavetes movie and he did the stunt driving scene and hurt his head. And now he's on painkillers at the beginning of this episode. He's cutting his hair and... We can get into it as we get deeper into this episode, but it takes a sharp decline in about two episodes here um, with some of the cocaine, tequila, and porn star stuff. But before we get to that, let's talk about bros being bros. 
I would say circling back is like bros being bros. Like you guys just kind of hang out and shoot the shit and people love it. So what was your favorite bros being bros moment in this week's episode, Dave? Um, that opening scene in the diner was hit, hit real close to home. Uh, just, you know, being like, it reminds me of being like 24 right out of college, working my first job, not having any money and wondering if my card's going to get declined. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like, when the check comes, drama asks, like, this is something we love to say, what's the damage? Yeah. Which is so, it's, it was it was just really well done. It's uh, it's about as relatable as it comes. It's, it could be a group of movie stars. It could be a group of, like you said, guys right out of college, just at a diner, had some sandwiches. And then the one guy's like, I'll just put my card down. We'll figure it out. It's, uh, it's super relatable. I love that scene. Thanks. <laughs> so what's the damage? 47. 20 a guy? No, 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 Forget that. We're not breaking this down, even. <laughs> we all ate the same thing, Drama. No, he had the home fries. You ordered those. Yeah, but you ate them. That's because you didn't like them. So what? I would have sent them back. Are you seriously trying to sell me your potatoes? I ain't selling you shit. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, and your stomach now possesses that. Whatever. Look, I don't have time for this. I'll just pay, all right? What? Thanks, eh? No, I'll pay with my company card. Amy? Yes. Here you oh. go. Thanks, Turtle. Some company. Don't be mad because I'm employed and you probably never will be. I gotta call Vince. He was still sleeping when I left. Really? Yeah? I'm gonna wake him up then. Sorry, Turtle. They rejected your card. What? <laughs> oh, good God. That can't be. Thank you. Thanks. But I never used this card. I'll be right back. No, seriously, I never used this card. Question. You, Will, and Dylan go to lunch. Who's picking up the check? Um, Dylan, so even though we all have company cards, this is a company event in case the IRS is listening. Um, Dylan is going to be, he's going to be the first to reach for the card. He wants to be the alpha who pays. That's that, uh, that lines up for me. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I had that too. I mean, that was pr the pretty obvious bros being bros. Mine is like, there's a, like a minuscule moment and it is while they are out by the pool, it's at the Ferrari jumped it's after the boys kind of react to seeing Vince's new haircut. Vince asks Drama, has Lloyd found any strips yet? And when Drama says no, Vince basically like volunteers E to do it, like against E's will. And he's like, oh, this is this is the best script finder in town. And Drama gets super excited and walks away to call Lloyd. And then E gives Vince this look like, dude, what the fuck? And Vince gives him a look like, do it. He's our friend. And that's like a guy thing. That's like a real like, you know, that's like, oh, you're out of a job? Dave's got some work for you. And you're like, I don't have work for him. Like, we'll figure something out for him, Dave. Like, it's our friend who's in need. Help him. And it sometimes requires that kick in the ass from your other guy friend to do something like that. So I really like that. Uh, it's super tiny. And it might have only occurred to me since I watched it three times before I record these episodes. No, that's a, that's a really good eye. I, I had kind of forgot about that scene in its entirety. You don't you don't get to the top of the Entourage podcast mountain uh, by <laughs> not paying attention. How's it all going with you guys? The drama's still locked out of the business. Man, his business is bouncing credit cards. It was a mistake. I'm looking into it. Yes. Hello. Well, you can't find a script. No. Hey, e, maybe it's time you start reading some. Really? Best script finder in town. Would you be? Of course he would. Yeah. Of course. Just have Lloyd send him over. Done deal. What was your least favorite moment this week? Oh God, the the entire turtle storyline. It's bad. It 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 brought back feelings, you know, like of just like, oh, this is we're wasting our time here. What's there's not gonna be a payoff. I know this is what launches them into the Avion stuff, I believe, right? Yep, my two um, episodes. But it's just he's down so bad, and he's just like <laughs> he's just uncomfortable to watch, and he just I don't know. He's getting it from everybody, his employees, the girls, and Alex, his his old driver. Just that entire interaction about him not remembering the that she was buying his mama a birthday gift. Like, what are you doing that you forgot about that? Yeah. How does he, like, getting a call, like, someone charged all this money at Tiffany's when you sent one of your drivers to Tiffany's a week ago. Like, it seems pretty obvious you just call Tiffany's and then call. So that, that's mine, too. Basically, Turtle having credit card problems. And I think we're in a day and age where we've all had something like this happen, like a charge or a, some sort of fraud error or something. This is 30% of the episode is us watching Turtle deal with this. 
to like you said to no resolution just to like and i get it he's like a 32 year old man child who's never had to deal with this before but he's literally like what a credit card problems it's like we're dealing with vince maybe being addicted to painkillers and on the other side of the aisle is turtle freaking out about his credit card nobody gives a shit this isn't important to us but it somehow is this season and it's- I, I couldn't believe how much time they devoted to it exactly I- last episode they devoted the exact same amount of time to that same driver being a bad driver and turtle having to like help her drive around la which is absurd you drive you own a driving business or you own a car service like fire her oh credit card fraud get a new credit card like just very simple stuff i'm sorry i'm getting ahead of myself for some of the things that are uh, preach dude it's your pod <laughs> hey um rachel said i could come by and grab my track uh yeah can you give me one second mm-hmm. all right uh, let's go out there you know you could have just mailed it yeah i could have and if you wanted to say you're sorry again you could have just called i didn't want to say i'm sorry oh no? No, I was on the phone with Amex all morning. It seems someone charged $10,000 at Tiffany's. $10,000? You're the only one that let you use that card. So what are you saying? Did you use it at Tiffany's? Uh, yeah, I did. Then I'm saying if you give me back whatever you bought and I can return it, <laughs> I don't see a reason to call the cops. The cops? Yeah. Why don't you give me my paycheck before I call the cops? You're going to call the cops? Yeah, okay. turtle. I'm going to call the cops because I did use a credit card at Tiffany when you asked me to do your favor and get your mom something nice. I did? Yeah. And I'm sure that was your way of trying to turn me on, but the fact that you didn't even look at it and don't even remember tells me everything I need to know about you. So you bought my mother something for 10 grand, yet I didn't receive a thank you call. No, I bought your mom something for $1,000. It should be there today or tomorrow. So then why would they charge my card 10 grand? Check with Tiffany's, because it's got nothing to do with me, asshole. What was the most entourage moment of this week's episode? I don't think we had this category when I had you on years ago, but basically that can mean whatever you think entourage means. Man. Potentially drama and Vinny leaving the strip club. <laughs> and good. like the, you know, the paparazzi are out there and Vinny just doesn't care. And he's, he's, you know, posing for him, waving. And they said, What are you, what are you doing? He said, What was he? Uh, he said, It's for a role, studying for, for a, for a role. role. Sure. Yeah. And I, yeah, I thought that was hilarious because, yeah, I, I still don't know why they were there. And it was also like midday. The midday titty bar meeting is like a staple of Entourage. Like back in the uh, Billy Walsh days when they were hammering out, you know, Magian scripts, like they'd routinely have meetings with Billy midday at the strip club. Maybe they're trying to recapture that. It's a great out, right? Being like, oh, it's research for a role. I should just start <laughs> saying that every time I get in trouble for anything. Yeah. Oh, it's research for a role. People are like, oh, he's an actor. <laughs> you just, it's basically like saying it's a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing, I'm here ironically, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a leper, bro, like nobody cares. That's not true, he cares. Nah, he's just being a friend. Hey, Johnny, do you want a lap dance? Yeah, sure, Sin. How about at my house, in my bed, with no tassels on you titties? What do you say? You're gross. See, I'm a leper. Come on, Johnny, cheer up. Only finding a script will cheer me up. All right, I have an idea. Why don't I call E, make sure he's working? Good thinking. Yeah, well, I do have other things to deal with, Vince. Like what? Like the Maria thing, for one. Isn't Shauna dealing with that? Yeah, it's being handled. Good. Then you're free. You're not my only client. Yeah, but I'm still your biggest. And I'm saying you don't need to deal with me right now. So just pretend that Johnny's me. And treat him like you treat me. Okay. Come on, bro. Come on. Strip pub in the middle of the day, Vince? Research for a role. All right, we'll see you there in a few. You guys are coming here? Yeah, we'll all pitch in. So here, here's mine, and I, I, I'd love to know what you think about this. And this is kind of every guest on this pod. They, they drop in to check out one episode, like you said to me offline, like you and your wife checked out an episode after this. But you really, the context is in the past for you. And I watch this thing very closely. So to me, it's the Lizzie Grant character all of a sudden being just as hip and cool as the rest of the guys. Lizzie Grant last season was essentially a bad guy to Ari. She was sleeping with Andrew Klein, his good friends, ruins Andrew Klein's marriage, goes into Ari's office multiple times to say, I'm a good worker, I'm doing a good job. And Ari's like, fuck you, you're screwing up my whole business. But now she's so down and so hip and so cool that she can just like casually talk about how she changed the NFL season. Then she's like going into the NFL meeting and like talking shit to one of the other owners it felt really, really, really far-fetched and felt like an entourage-written female character. Like, this woman doesn't exist or doesn't make a 
make a character turn like that on a dime unless it's works for entourage so that was my thought i don't i didn't hate that i just thought it was very entourage to suddenly have a female character that knows more about the nfl than ari gold yeah uh you don't have to give it away but i didn't really remember her Mm -hmm. and i so i'm wondering where she if she ends up being a player through the rest of the season and into the final season she does and i and i will give it away because anyone who's listening to this pod Okay. Hopefully, re-seeing the show. <laughs> like, there's been a couple of people who've reached out to me and gone, "Hey, I just started watching the show and I just started listening to your pod." And I've had to say to them, "I spoil the shit out of the show like throughout it because show's 11 years old." But basically, she comes to Ari in the next couple of weeks and asks him for a promotion. He says, "No, you're not ready." And she and Amanda Daniels, who's Vince's old agent, basically go like me too on Ari. It was like way ahead of its time. They record him giving like a you know a rant. And threaten him and threaten to blackmail him. It's very prescient for like today's times that like in 2010 they were doing like, you know, recording males in the office being inappropriate to females. So she leaves essentially is the long and short of it at the end of the season. Got it. Okay. I'm happy to agitate my guests. And if, and if people are listening, if I got that wrong, sorry, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to keep, keep ahead of everybody. I was going to say, um, wasn't, wasn't she wanting, maybe I did watch this episode with her uh, leaving, she wanted to be like the head of TV, right? Correct. Yes. Which she asked for next week. Right. And then that was the guy that she put into rehab. Correct. That was his old job, right? Yep. And Ari on principle, just out of like his personal ethics is like, no, I'm not going to give you the job that you basically screwed my friend out of literally and figuratively. Mm So it's there's a lot going on, and then she suddenly has a recording that's going around, and then Amanda Daniels gets involved, and it just gets messy and messy. And it's very messy for Ari on the personal front at the end of the season, because he's basically, we see in this episode, he ignores his wife twice, gets caught in a bit of a sticky situation with Lizzie Grant as his wife shows up at work, and uh, it ends, the season ends with uh, Ari and his wife no longer together. So again, spoiler alert for people who <laughs> maybe haven't seen the show. I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast, but... You should never pick someone up and try to hug them while spinning them. <clears throat> it's really bad on the lower back, yeah. uh, especially at Ari's age. A lot could have gone wrong, and uh, you know it did as his wife walked in. And male-female dynamics aside, I wouldn't physically lift any of my coworkers. <laughs> I just no, know where in what. We're, and maybe that's something that we can talk about later when we talk about how this episode would be different. It wouldn't be that. It'd be like maybe Mrs. Ari sees. Ari and uh, Lizzie Grant like texting or something like that or like sending photos to each other. That's a little bit more like appropriate. Like, oh, that's a little line crossy than like they're dancing together in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. Ari. I thought you had a signing. I moved it up. He signed. Good work. Let me sit in on the NFL. For what purpose? A woman's perspective. This is football. We don't need a woman's perspective. Ari, I know more about the NFL than you do. Please. I used to internet NFL films. My cousin used to wash Phil Mickelson's balls. Does that mean that he's ready for the Masters? Ari, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, fine. You are now the commissioner of the NFL. What's your first order of business? I would eliminate two preseason games. I'd go to an 18-game schedule. Teams will sell more tickets, more concessions, more merchandise. All right, fine. Only speak when spoken to and button up. Not. Yeah, this is the NFL, not the NBA. Did you have a favorite line or quote from this week's episode? The end of the phone call as Vinny is able to take a phone call at what I assume is 12,000 feet. <laughs> Good point. And just kind of, all right, I'm about to jump out of a plane, got to go. And then Vince, I don't know. Vince. I was wait. Yeah, I was waiting to see, like, all right, where is he going to put his phone? Like, are there <laughs> pockets in these flight suits? Um, and... Nope, then he just goes and jumps out of the plane, and I don't want to... You may have this fun fact, but in my research for this pod, learned that they actually did jump out of that plane. I did see that. Yeah, that's very cool. Anytime a camera can follow an actor jumping out of a plane and it's not very clearly CGI, I just rewatch all the Mission Impossibles and Tom Cruise did it like 900 times to get it right or something. That's always a very... That's a, that's, that's a feat of modern filmmaking, in my opinion. That's How do you stay steady on a guy as he's hurtling through the air. I love that. Ari, we got Vince on the line. Vinny, where are you? I'm with one of these partners. We're not partners. Whatever you are. What's up, Ari? Vince, we need to talk. Where are you? Would you two relax? Cassavetes is having a fit. I thought you were taking care of that. The interview isn't the problem. Well, what is? You didn't tell him you're cutting your hair. Ah. Uh, you said you did. Okay, I was a little dazed and confused on pain meds when I shaved my head. He wants to shoot more scenes, Vinny. Jesus. 15 seconds. It's go time, Vince. Come on. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. We'll have to talk about this when I get back. Get back from where? Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. I'm jumping out of a plane. What? What? We 
gotta go. You're gonna miss the spot. It's totally safe. Don't worry. Hey, don't worry about it, E. I got him covered. Vinny! Vinny! I'll call you from the ground. Woo! Let's go. and Shauna are on the phone trying to clean up Vince's mess. How did anyone hate you, Shauna? Shauna, look, I screwed her ex, okay? Ari goes, you have three different kids from three different men. You've screwed everybody's ex. <laughs> just, just some good old-fashioned, like, you know. <laughs> so mean. So, so horrible. So, so biting. And, and Shauna was my, uh, she was a sneaky player for me in this she, episode. She's good. Yeah, she looks great, too. I don't mean to like, be super objectifying, but she, she looks fantastic. Debbie Mazur is like a rocket, and she's there. She's their mom. She's their West Coast-like mom. Or maybe, like, their older sister. I also have E and Drama looking at scripts, and E goes, well, this script sucks. And Drama goes, positivity, E. I need it. And Eric goes, I'm positive that all these scripts suck. It's just mm. some clever writing there. I love it. Uh, every week we talk about music. We have a playlist. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, music. It's in the show notes of today's episode, if anyone wants to check out that playlist. What songs jumped out at you from this week's episode, Dave? Okay, uh, just doubling down, maybe tripling yeah. down on the plane scene, but uh, I believe we had an MIA song. Space. Uh, yes, and then also, uh, I think it was the pool scene, there's a group love song. Yeah, yeah. Both, like, very, very, like, uh, peak of their powers. Like, group love and MIA in, like, the early 20, eh, like, the outs, as they call it. Like, this is when they were two of the most popular groups ever. Group love song is called Don't Say Oh Well. Uh, very very good and then yeah but i think space like easily takes it it's such a cool heady vibey song and it's not the like banging like you know uh heavy bass song that you would expect coming in at the end of an entourage episode it's literally like you're floating in space as we watch scott con and vincent chase like float through the air it's very very cool yeah very well done <laughs> it's from uh mia's third studio album maya i'll add both of those songs to the uh the oh yeah oh yeah playlist it's in the show notes so we got all right we've been bearing the lead celebrity cameos there are a couple in this week's episode but what are your thoughts on jerry jones performances i'll get into jerry jones's stats but let me just hear about your owner what, what do you think what do you think about him in this episode it was quintessential dallas cowboys um him walking across the field of the new stadium as you know they're they're practicing in the background he is a sneaky good actor. It's not bad. I like I had to I like rewound that scene and I was like he kind of crushes this and I don't want to give him credit, but he he did a lot better than I expected. I I completely agree. I remember the Jerry Jones cameo and be like oh, that's such a joke of a cameo, but watching it I'm like he's not bad because he's got that and apologies just that like Texas charm in my opinion. He's just it's it's a laid back charm that is very disarming to Ari's like crazy intensity, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, if I if I can say the juxtaposition between no, uh, the two, between Ari Ari's styles and uh, and Jerry's, they're they're two contrasting styles, I should say. That uh, that made for good banter. Jerry calling him Ari the whole time, nice little touch. Like just he's he, he's just got enough money and enough fuck you power that he doesn't ever actually have to learn anybody's name. Nobody can really correct him on it. It's good. Thank you for coming with me. My baby wants me to look at a chandelier. Then a chandelier I will look at, even if it means driving 90 minutes into the deep part of the valley. I know you couldn't care less, but this is spectacular. It's Murano glass, and it was originally owned by Sophia Loren. I'd rather look at nude photos of her original body. Sorry. I cannot wait to see that chandelier. Yeah. I've got Jerry Jones calling you back. Put him through, owner of the Cowboys. I know who he is. Been waiting for this call for a while. Here we go. Jerry, how the hell are you? I'm well. You're a persistent fella. I haven't gotten to where I am by giving up easily. You know, either you or your staff have called me 25 times this week. Well, we want to make sure you got the message. I got the message. I understand you want to sell our TV rights. Understand that you want us to sell your TV rights. Confident. I deliver, Jerry. Always have. Ask anyone. Even my wife, who's in the car. He always delivers, Mr. Jones. Always nice to hear from the missus, but uh, let me tell you why I'm calling. A couple of associates and I are flying out to L.A. this afternoon and only be there for the day. How's 2 o'clock sound to you? We can make that work. Great. Wow me like you wow your wife. You got it. Sexy accent. 
Jake, clear my schedule and get as much information as you can, those guys. Will do. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you doing? I'm dropping you off, baby. Are you kidding me? You heard me say clear my schedule. Well, I didn't know that meant me. This is the NFL, baby. And this is a Murano chandelier. I sell the TV rights, and I will buy you Italy. So Jerry's world had only been just completed like a year before. So this is probably the first time the world was seeing it as this premiered the summer before the NFL started. So this was probably like an advertisement for Jerry's World, right? Like this is the first time we've ever seen anyone walk on that field. We see the actual Cowboys practicing. It's, it's, I thought it was a very cool, cool moment. Agree. A little bit of facts about Jerry Jones for listeners who might not be familiar. After graduating from a playing career with the University of Arkansas in 1965, Jerry Jones borrowed a million dollars from Jimmy Hoffer's Teamsters Union to open up a string of Shakey's Pizza Parlor restaurants in Missouri. And after several other unsuccessful business ventures, including an attempt again using Teamsters money to purchase the American football lead San Diego Chargers in 1967, he began an oil and gas exploration business in Arkansas, Jones Oil and Land Lease, which became very, very successful. And on February 25th, 1989, 20 years later, Jones purchased the Cowboys for $140 million, which was equivalent to $300 million today. Soon after the purchase, he fired the longtime coach, Tom Landry, in favor of his old teammate from Arkansas, Jimmy Johnson. A few months later, he fired the longtime general manager, Tex Stram, and assumed complete control over football matters. As the owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones became a three-time Super Bowl champion and in 2014 was named NFL Executive of the Year. Is it time for him to go? Huh. Is that uh, even possible? <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. And then once he goes, you get uh, Steven. Yep. Um, who he mentions in this episode he does he does um yeah man i was just thinking i i did not know that fun fact about him borrowing money from the teamsters but um he was so successful in his uh, oil and gas ventures and his words not mine he found some glory hole (laughs) as he called it which i don't know if he knows what that he might know what that means he gets out there i think that word used to mean something different back in the day i really probably I i think it was like a um from like the oil or even like gold mining, like out here in Cali, like oh, we found, we found a whole. I don't know. So, yeah, poor Jerry. There's so many Jerryisms. Like, like right. The, the fact that we're watching this right now as uh, the Senior Bowl is going down in Mobile, and Jerry <laughs> always goes and he always holds court, and he's already just he's already just creating some banger quotes, man. Like what? It's so. Oh, uh, I think he said. Well, I think he. Uh, he defended Ezekiel Elliott's uh, season, which was objectively bad. Yes. Uh, and also, he he misspoke, as he's known to do, and said, uh, not to be gross, but he did he did say uh, they need to develop some young coming players. And it's he like, dude, coming. yeah, he's come 80. on, yeah. he's eighty. But it, it, either way, just give it up, man. Yeah. It it's it's been a while. At least your football team isn't run by a 94-year-old woman who was just the granddaughter of the founder of the NFL and for some reason still has a lot of say in day-to-day operations. <laughs> they can't They can't let it go. You can't let that power go. He's got to be the GM and the owner. He's got to yep. prove he's the football guy. My God. So bad. Really quick, uh, Cowboy Stadium, which is widely referred to as Jerry World, was originally envisioned as a large entertainment venue. The stadium can seat 80,000 people, but it can be reconfigured to hold around 100,000. The record attendance for NFL regular season game was set there in 2009 with a crowd of 105,121. It has the world's 34th largest high-definition video screen. Its budget was originally estimated at $650 million, but the cost actually rose to $1.15 billion, making it one of the most expensive sport venues ever built. Can I add another fun fact? Yeah, let's hear it, please. The stadium is also built facing the wrong direction because if you've ever watched a afternoon Dallas Cowboys game, home game that is, uh, you will see the sun beaming through uh, the windows, the very, very extravagant windows. And it's funny because it's it's not only cost his team like games in the past and like every time they play like the state championship games there for the high schools, there's always pictures of some some poor high school kid who can't see the ball. <laughs> he refuses to use the curtains, which oh, he wow. will use for concerts. He will not use them for the game, and it's infuriating. That's incredibly infuriating. I thought it was designed perfectly to match the sun. The new, the new uh, SoFi Stadium in LA does that well. But so even though they probably had like a dozen architects and engineers figure this out, they still fucked it up. Huh? That's wild. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna just say the buck stops at him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put all the blame on him, and I'm gonna say the architects were doing what they were told. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Uh, and the Cowboys are always playing in the afternoon sunny game. I'm realizing now that you say that, like it's every Sunday I'm watching the Cowboys. I'll, I'll look out for that. I'm sure a lot of Texas listeners are like, yeah, of course we all know this, Jr. But I don't know that as a Californian. That's okay. Let's talk about the other two celebrity cameos that are in this episode. Is there two really good ones? Uh, Maria Menounos, maybe not good, but like, you know, she's been in our lives, right? Every movie I go to, every gas station I'm at, there's Maria Menounos. And, uh, you know, just one of these like staples of journalism, right? She hosted Extra E! News. She was a TV correspondent for Today and Access Hollywood, which is what she's working in in this episode. She co-created and is currently CEO of the online podcast series network After Buzz TV. She has also signed with the WWE. She's an ambassador for them, and she hosts her own podcast. So she's a like she's a dynamo. That's like a, that's girl boss shit, in my opinion, right? Like she's a little bit of everything. great, dude. I'm a, I'm a big uh, Maria fan. Yeah, yeah. From what specifically? <laughs> uh, you know, that was a time of my life. Uh, early twenties were big fan. We'll leave it there. So Ferrari opens on the twenty seventh, and there's some pretty exciting driving sequences. Uh, Frank Darabont shut the hell out of this movie. Now, were you doing the driving? No, unfortunately, they brought in the experts. Since you bring it up, that wasn't the case with the Nick Cassavetes movie. I was doing the driving there. From what I heard, that was pretty intense. Someone charged $10,000 at Tiffany. I mean, was it me? I know. You know who it was? My ex-driver? The one that wouldn't fuck you? Shut up, idiots. So Nick just says you're doing the stunt that you don't think twice? Oh, no, I thought 100 times, but how do you say no to Nick? Scary guy. Have you ever seen him? Six foot four, tats on his neck. Pretty intimidating. <laughs> I could tell you a few stories. I'm all ears. I'll wait for the movie to come out. Well, hopefully after the two of you risked your lives, it'll be a hit. <laughs> Who knows? It'll probably end up sucking. What Jesus fuck? Christ. Vincent, what do you think the studio's gonna say when they hear the stars saying that the movie sucks? No, that's not what I said. But that's what it sounded like. But that's not what I meant, so what's the big deal? Nick's gonna be pissed. Just tell him Vincent's dazed and confused from the pain meds he took. I thought he didn't take any. I'm making it up. I took a couple. There you go. Jesus. But I wasn't dazed. And I think you guys are making a big deal out of nothing. I was being funny. Here, let me get into fixing this, all right? Great. Now, who's up for lunch? Not E. He's got scripts to read. Lots of them. I'm on it. Turtle? Ah, no can do. Got new drivers to interview and a thief to deal with. You really think that girl Alex did it? Uh-huh. We'll grab lunch, bro. Maybe hit a titty bar <laughs> to cheer me up. Whatever you need, Johnny. <laughs> You're a good brother. I'm really glad you didn't die. Thanks, Johnny. Maria. Maria, can I talk to you about Vincent's interview for a second? Fuck off, Shauna. Seriously? And then Sadit. I mean, Sadit's cameo is like maybe three lines, but it just, it's, it's, he murders. It's so funny and it's, it's so sad that he's gone so soon. But like, I listed, I ranked all of the cameos for Entourage for Complex like three, four years ago. He was like top five because every time he comes on screen, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. That was, uh, Man, watching that, like, uh, I was watching it with my wife, and she's like, oh, that makes me sad. And I was like, man, yeah, it does make me sad, too. Like, and he did nail it. That was perfect, uh, uh, I guess, you know, crass Bob Saget comedy juxtaposed with his full house <laughs> two. Uh, That's two. career. That's two juxtaposed. Uh, two. Two. Checking boxes here. E, how long are we going to sit here, Bob? Bob, we're going to sit here until I comprehend why you blew me off for lunch. E, oh, come on, Bob. I, I can't. It, it was personal. You know what was personal? I got blown by two girls last night. In the middle of it, some guy comes home and says, what are you doing with my wives? Wives. Mormon shit. I'm serious. Then his <laughs> assistant comes in and is like, Ari's on the phone, and he's like, I don't hate this plot, Bob. Bob goes, in the middle of my blowjob story? <laughs> we could be here all day. It's just it's perfect. It's so good. It's, it's, it's really almost good. like, was it written for him, or did he show up and go, I want to tell a blowjob story, right? Like, that's the joke I'm going to tell. Yeah, I, I would not be shocked to learn that he was just kind of riffing there. Yeah, yeah. How long can we sit here, Bob? We're going to sit here until I comprehend why you blew me off for lunch. Oh, come on. It wasn't personal. You know what was personal? I got blown by two girls last night. And in the middle of it, some guy comes home and says, what are you doing with my wives? Wives. Mormon shit. I'm serious. Ari's on the phone. I got to take this, Bob. In the middle of my blowjob story? We'll be here all night while I try to figure out how you could interrupt that. Give me five minutes, Bob. E. Bob. What the fuck? This is a newer category, and I'm still trying to iron it out, but... Best perk. I guess this isn't like physical thing. Sometimes we see a car, a watch, whatever. But like, just what do these guys get that you and I don't get, Dave? Did anything jump out at you as being particularly interesting? 
Uh, get away with uh, literally everything. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think this is actually from the next episode when they introduced the uh, the dinosaur skull. Oh yeah, <laughs> is that okay? That Sorry, was, it's bleeding together. Fine, I thought that fine. I thought that was so the so Allosaurus, like a hundred million dollar Nicholas Cage, Adrian P- Peterson thing. Yeah, a lot of good cameos in that one too. That's but good. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I guess just. I guess the biggest meta perk would be uh, you can go to the strip club in the middle of the day and it's not weird because yeah. you're Vinny Chase. That's good, yeah. Or, or you can go, you can tell your uh, your new friend that you want to go skydiving that day. That's and not only can you make it happen, but you can, you don't even have to go tandem. You can just learn; they'll let you go do it. That's exactly so, what uh, I have. <laughs> so you can just go and literally jump out of a plane with no regard for your own life. Don't you yeah. usually need like? a dozen sessions with a with an instructor first as someone who is his you've done this sky sky dove sky i skydived in in california northern california yeah there's like a i think there's like an all-day course you can take to do it if you want to do it by yourself but i i think you might be right you need a certain number of jumps and even like the the training for you know when you have like a pro on your back is pretty rigorous uh yeah, and it was just great. It's, and they're the only two on the plane. The only two like uh, people. They just went like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this today." They get the plane up there. Yep. And and again, Vinny's Vinny's uh, whatever his cell phone provider was. That was a great perk as he was uh, able to take a call at ten thousand feet. And somehow that cell phone survived. I mean, he didn't hit the ground, but like he just what he threw it in his like pocket. <laughs> like, yeah, it just <laughs> stayed there. I think that hey, that's a liability. It's like a projectile if you're not careful. So you skydived st- dived once tandem. Would you do it again? Um, now that you're a father, would you do it? No, again? Yeah. no, I wouldn't. It, you know, you did it once. I don't, I don't need to do it again. You know, what's funny is I've always wanted to do it, but I have a bad back and hip holding that position would hurt. Like I would be in pain the whole time. And I would probably be like bitching <laughs> as I fell on the trial. Like, my fucking back, my hip. So. Yeah. I, I completely understand that. And like, there is actually VHS video of me doing it. They're the best thing. I was 18. We go out there and it's like these, the guys who run the place, they're all just like Australian dudes in their twenties, like mm-hmm. just Aussie bros that were Love like, it. Hey, let's move to California and just like do whatever point break shit. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're, you know, the guys recording me and I, I've got a VHS set to some horrible techno music. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, that might be something you need to uh, put on the internet at some point, Dave. I, a, I need to. I, yeah. I need to digitize it. Yes. Uh, I would also say that like Turtle sending his assistant to buy his mother a $1,000 gift from Tiffany's, that's that's a perk. I mean, Turtle's business has only been around for a couple months at this point. I've never bought my mother a $1,000 anything at this point in my life, but that's pretty nice just for like, a birthday oh, gift. That's a little baller shit, JR. <laughs> Do you, I'm sorry, you do that all the time. You just you just handing out one K gifts to people. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta get her a Valentine's gift. Uh, it's coming up quick. Hey, what is Turtles' business again? Is it is it just hot chicks washing cars? It's hot chicks driving. It's like a chauffeur service. Driving. He called it Limhose two seasons ago, but that 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 name didn't stick around. And it's, it's not a good name. It very quickly gets shut down in the next episode or two to focus on the Avion thing. So. This just becomes a show that is all branded placements. <laughs> it's just Jerry's World, Avion, Private Jets, and it just it just like kind of spirals from there and uh, becomes more of an ad than anything. But we're going to talk about it. That's what we're here for. How would this episode be different today, plot wise, Dave? Oh, um, man, you kind of ha- you kind of stole mine. Sorry uh, when you when you mentioned no, it's it's your show, man. I've <laughs> I've I think the. Uh, the scene, like you said, with Lizzie mm-hmm. and how his wife would eventually, you know, get suspicious. Like, yeah, like she would she would definitely like glance over at his at his uh his laptop when his when it was open and see something she shouldn't see. Yep. Ari like making some crude sexist joke over Slack hits a little differently <laughs> than than like just like in the office as he's yelling and people are you know all like kind of stirring around him how are you jerry harry everyone's raving about your performance good job great meeting well thank you very much is there a bud coming 
Well, the but is that the television rights decisions are made by all 32 owners, and it must work pretty good that way. We've got the most lucrative television rights in sports. I think I could do better, sir. Perhaps, Harry. It's Ari. But that's just the way we do it. We do it internally. Well, I think you're making a mistake. How would you like to come to the next owner's meeting and have your say? I'm not following you. Ari, Ari we've been wanting a team in L.A. for a long time. You may be the man. How'd you like to know an NFL team, Mr. Gold? I love you. I love it. Hey, I'll give you a call tomorrow and we'll talk more about this. All right. What was that? What happened? They're doing the sale internally. God damn it. But they want me to bring a team to L.A. Are you serious? What do you think about the name the L.A. Gold? I like it. I love it. Congratulations. Congratulations oh, to you. Huh? You killed it in there, by the way. <laughs> Maybe I'll you. make you a cheerleader. Who knows? Uh, right? How about GM? <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> You won't believe it, baby. Hello, I'm Ari's wife. Yes, hi. How are you? So nice to meet you. I'm Lizzie. I'm going to talk to you later. So, that's Lizzie. <laughs> the one that fucked Andrew into rehab? What, what, are, what are you doing here, baby? I wanted to show you a picture of the chandelier. I love it. Let me take a look at it. Honey. Baby. I've got a couple other ones. Uh, Turtle would re immediately receive a fraud alert on his phone from Tiffany's for $10,000 and he would reject it and call Tiffany's and it would, this would all be resolved by Turtle's phone in about five seconds in 2023. He would give Alex her paycheck via Venmo or Zelle or however you'd pay someone. And this is the biggest one. Since we're in 2023 and LA now has two football teams and a billion dollar stadium of their own, I was thinking like, what would be like the giant deal that Ari would negotiate or try to like weasel in on? And to me, in 2023, it is like a Disney movie studio acquisition. Like, because Disney's bought Marvel, they've bought Fox, they've bought Hulu, they've bought National Geographic, or like when Amazon acquired Whole Foods, one of those multi billion dollar deals, Ari would just like get his fingerprints all over it some way. That's what the show would be about today. It was like that type of deal as opposed to sports in the NFL because at this point there is no I was thinking like what's a small market team that needs a new uh, location and I don't think there really is one to be honest with you unless it's like the Oakland A's and it's like baseball isn't sexy enough for entourage in my opinion it's uh yeah I was thinking like something maybe Ari the agency or whatever has like there's got to be a scene where someone comes in looking for podcast representation <laughs> and Ari just absolutely shits on them like oh yeah get the fuck stop wasting my time with podcasts yeah, that's right there's a scene in this episode where Lizzie Grant says, I'm about to sign a showrunner from Glee. And he's like, I don't sing. I don't give a fuck. Glee at the time was like one of the biggest monstrous TV shows ever. If someone comes into Ari's office today and says, I have a monster TV hit on my hands, that's Ari's entire year in a day. Like it's, that's, that's where people make their bread and butter. But yeah. yeah. Or it's a TikTok influencer. I got a, I got a TikToker coming in. Like, you know, we, we're trying to rep him, something like that. Oh, Ari has to go to the hype house to find a... <laughs> find one of his guys who went MIA on him. Yeah. He pulls the car up. He's like, leave it running and storms in. That, that'd be a good scene, right? If Andrade would made today. And then it's, it's like a bunch of dipshit kids with broccoli haircuts, like jumping on <laughs> trampolines and stuff. <laughs> uh, faces in the crowd. This is a really quick one. This is just like someone who stands out, who's just maybe in the background. So E's new assistant, Jenny, she's played by actress Janet Montgomery. She's a British actress. This is our first time meeting her, but she stays all the way on through basically midway through season 8. Since 2018, she has played Dr. Laura Bloom in over 90 episodes of the NBC broadcast drama New Amsterdam. It's a medical show, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's 90 episodes. She's done 5 seasons of that show. That's she's she's rolling in it. She's making bank, and this is where her career started as E's assistant on Entourage. Can I ask uh, has uh, Alex E uh, Turtle's uh, driver has she gone on to do anything else? Because I couldn't help but think that she wasn't very good yeah, in that role. Yeah, I actually haven't dedicated any time to her for this exact reason. I don't think she's very good either. She's obviously gorgeous. She has a lot of work under her belt. She has over forty credits to her name. She's been in like the Jumanji movies. She's been in a couple of shows. The biggest show that she's been in though is this show. I'm looking right now. Uh, on Fox with Scott Con. What's the Fox show on Scott Con? What's Scott Con like? Hawaii Five-0? Is it? It's not Hawaii Five-0. It's some. It's something about like missing people. So it looks like the actress 
who plays her, Dania Ramirez, is is about to premiere a show with Scott Kahn called Alert. It's a procedural on Fox. It premiered, oh, it's not premiered like two, three weeks ago, but it looks like a missing persons show. So that's what she's involved in currently. But she's been in a lot of things. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think she's been good in any of it. And it's unfortunate because she sticks around literally all season with a yeah. turtle. It's, it's, it's a shame. She's gorgeous, though. She basically is the Avion storyline, like yes. initiator, right? Yes. Yeah. Her cousin down in Mexico wants needs someone up in the states. Um, yeah, I have. I, I was telling. I haven't purposely haven't dedicated much time to her character because if I do, I'll get mad and I'll like shit on her, and then I'll do it every week, and I just don't want that to be the case on this podcast. Like, I don't need to remind myself every week of how I don't like this woman's performance. Essentially, that's fair. Six man award. It only goes to one person, in my opinion. But uh, if you have someone else, go ahead. Ooh, man. Now I'm. I'm- self-conscious about my choice uh we talked a little bit about her earlier but i thought i thought shauna wow okay yeah i thought she did she did a lot in her like 30 seconds of screen time screen time she really does she's she's so good she doesn't take shit from anybody her going up to maria menounos and maria telling her to fuck herself but it's great it's it's she, and she did she's just she's just around enough like she's in like every third episode just trying to you know keep the boys in line i love it so so who i was thinking of was scott Con. i was thinking of Scotty lavin as like he just kind of has like the one or two scenes with E in the hallway and then with Vinny. And I just maybe Scott's in it like too much, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how uh, how much we know about this character uh, at this point. And I know in the next episode, it kind of pops off. Yeah. I, don't, I won't give anything away, but uh, him and E, they don't see eye to eye. Shocker. They don't, but then by the end of this season and then all the way into next season, they're boys. By season eight, Dave, he is part of the entourage. Like He should be on the poster at this point. And you don't think that with the introduction of the character, who was introduced last season in season six, you kind of see him as a rival to E, and you just figure, oh, he'll be gone after half of a season or the end of this season. But he stays. He's in like 30 episodes of Entourage, which is pretty wild if you think about it, given how late he shows up in the show. Yeah, I had no idea he stuck around for that long. And I remember thinking, oh, I never liked that Scott Conn character. But in watching the show so closely, I really like him. I really think he's funny. And I think he's like a nice addition to the crew. It throws off the dynamic, as anything would, after six and a half seasons of getting used to one thing. But I don't dislike his character. I think he's just kind of like got that funny. It's just He's just funny. He's like, you want to help? Read a script for Johnny Chase. He's like, I'd rather have my asshole waxed. It's just funny <laughs> shit. Like, just a funny five foot seven, uh, built like a fire hydrant guy with a slick back. Built like a fire hydrant's good. You screwed her ex, Shauna. I mean, is this one of your kids' fathers? When did we become friends, Eric? We didn't. You want me to call Maria? No, Ari's got it covered. I will call you after he calls me. Thank you. You're welcome. You're a little Irish prick. Nasty bitch. Look who finally has time to show up at his own office, huh? When you represent a movie star, Scott, we'll see how much time you have. Oh, excuse me, are you implying that Chris O'Donnell is not a movie star? Because I will tell him and he will kick your ass. (laughs) These came from Johnny. Jesus. Johnny, who are you inside deaf, you fuck? No. Thank God. And Murray called from the airport. Uh, He ran to Paris with that 20-year-old and wanted to make sure he didn't need anything before he went. I mean, what could I possibly need? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That is the point, E. We do not need the old man. We could be making beautiful music together if you'd stop pushing me away all the time. I will keep that in mind, Scotty. Thank you. Thank you. And all the music thing, that goes for you, too. I think you've got a better chance with him. What was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this week's episode? Ooh. uh, Man, if it wasn't the what's the damage line when the bill bill comes, like, dude, you're in a diner. Like, it's not... It's nothing egregious. You just had uh, a brunch or whatever. Um, it was probably just when he is going through the scripts with E. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, man, like it, it brought me back because, you know, drama was everybody's, I think a lot of people's favorite when we were, you know, first watched and you're always rooting for him. And it's just like, man, is it ever going to turn around? It's funny because at the end of this season, I'm sorry, at the end of this episode, we see E say to drama like, Maybe we should find someone to write something for you. And then they kind of come to this realization over the next couple episodes that like, no drama, you're funny. And he's like, I'm not funny. I'm, a, I'm an actor. I'm dramatic. And it's like, no, you've been the funniest character through the course of the show. And now the characters on the show are realizing how funny you can be. And I think that's a really interesting and if I'm being honest, smart 
decision by Dodd Allen and the crew. There's a moment after the script scene where Drama goes, look, E, I know we've had our ups and downs, but I really appreciate you helping me here. And E goes, have we had downs? And Drama goes, no, but we probably will if we work together. I want you to manage me. Real client, real commissions. What do you say? And Eric goes, uh, okay, yeah, Drama, sure. Should we hug or something? And Drama goes, I thought you'd never ask, and gives him this huge hug. That's the funniest fucking scene of this entire episode, in my opinion. Just so just like they're on two different wavelengths. Drama, Kevin Dillon just putting on a show. It's hilarious. And then he gets a call from Lloyd, and he's like, oh, it's Lloyd. You know, if he found something before the hug, I'm not going to pay commission. You understand. It's just That was perfect. Still a cheap, that was perfect. Cheap ass. It's, it's, it's so fucking good, so. Yeah, that scene actually is, you asked me at the beginning of the episode, like, what was, like, the ent- a scene that said, this is Entourage, or, or the you know, that scene that you just described could also fit into that, because, you know, you have your conflict, and you have your, your bro-out moment, and then you have a little, you know, a little humor at the end there with the, uh, I was also wondering, like, hey, is it easy to bounce between agents and representation like this? Don't we have, there's got to be some paperwork involved. Well, ease the manager... And Lloyd's the agent. And to this day, the show has never done a good job of delineating what's what. Okay. And they both kind of just do everything for the, the talent or the actor. Takes a village. Yep, absolutely. This one sucks. Positivity, I need it. Pretty positive these all suck. But you ready to give up after an hour? No, but I think we need to try a different approach with you, Drama. See, you're very unique. What leading man isn't? I think we need to build a show around you. How? Well, I'm going to put some calls out to some showrunners, and maybe we can get somebody to write something for you. That's a great idea. You think we can find someone? That's worth a shot. Look, here, I know we've had our ups and downs, but I really appreciate this. Have we had downs? No, but we probably will if we work together. Well, we're not really working together. Well, I'd like to, you know, make it official. I want you to manage me. Real client, real commissions. What do you say? Uh, okay. Drama. <laughs> Should we hug or something? I thought you'd never ask. Oh. It's Lloyd. Hey, if he found something before the hug, I won't pay commission on it. You understand. Yeah, Lloyd, what do you got? Favorite Ari Gold moment. Did we miss anything? Yeah, when he when he gets everybody in the conference room, because you know, because people are talking like, whoa, what's going on with the NFL? And and just how he just he lets the cat out of the bag because he can't he can't help himself and that he is going to be the one to bring a team to L.A. He's literally going to be Ari Gold. He's like, I think you're making a mistake to Jerry Jones when Jerry's like, oh, we just do all that internally. He's like, no, you shouldn't. I should do it. It's he's got balls on him, man. It's it's so fucking good. Yeah, the NFL was still uh, fairly lucrative at this point, uh, (laughs) as it is as it is as it is now. It was uh, definitely the uh, the top sport, so I think they kind of know what they're doing. But yeah, he does have some balls. It's a little strange to be like, "Hey, I want to negotiate. I want a piece of that." Essentially, is what he's asking for. I just want to weasel my way in and like get a cut. It's so strange the actual initial pitch. I will also say back to my my Lizzie Grant point. She says to the guy, like, Lee Gordon, I know you're with the Steelers, and I'm a Bengals fan from Cincinnati. There is no Lee Gordon. There's no one in the association named Lee. That, that isn't like an actual guy with the Steelers. That's an actor playing a guy named Lee Gordon with the Steelers. Just FYI for anyone who is wondering. Gentlemen, it is a privilege and an honor to meet with the heads of the greatest sports league nice on the planet. Good to see you, Lee. Nice to meet you. Jerry, how was the flight? Bumpy as hell, but I hope it's smooth sailing from here. No <laughs> doubt, sir. Come on in, everybody. This is my colleague, Lizzie Grant. Hi, it's Hi. such a pleasure to meet you all. But, Lee Gordon, I hope you won't be insulted. I'm not sure I can talk to you. You two know each other? No, no, but I know that Lee is with the Steelers. And I'm a Bengals girl from Cincinnati. I hope we can still be friends. If you can give me some insight on how we can beat them, we will be. You guys swept us last year. You won two championships in the last five years. You have to let a long-suffering fan like me have a little fun, right? (laughs) Do you have a boyfriend? You know, I'm grooming my son to be general manager of the Cowboys. Maybe I ought to be grooming you to be the GM. I think I got, I think I got everything for Ari. There there was this, the moment where like Lizzie comes into his office and he, uh, his assistant's like, he can't do it. He's at the NFL coming in. And she goes, you have the meeting? Shit, that's impressive. And Ari goes, yeah, I'd blow myself if I was more flexible. <laughs> Just <laughs> wouldn't exactly fly today, but it's still so good. Good line. As always. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage, Dave? Can't get past Scott Kahn. <laughs> Dude, he becomes a player. Like, 
this is like they kick off him and Vinny. They become boys. They yep. jump out of a plane together. And this is, I guess, when you realize, like, oh, he's not going anywhere. This isn't like a, a one-off. Yeah. So he's going to be around for, I don't know, I guess maybe the, the next two seasons. Him and E throw Maury Berenson out of the company, and they take over the company, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but sure, we'll go with it. I, I agree. I mean, you can't you can't look past how much of, like, a lightning bolt he is in these later seasons, which have a lot more downs than they do ups. So I, I completely agree. But I'm also going to disagree and say that Ari wins this episode easily. He wows Jerry Jones, and at the end of it, basically gets the opportunity to bring an NFL team to L.A., which at the time hadn't been done in decades. So, I mean, obviously it doesn't go well for him, and we know that, but at, in terms of this episode, Ari wins. It's it's pretty easy for me. That's fair. It's a good answer. That's why you do the show. That's right. Was this an A-list, B-list, or D-list episode of Entourage, and we can do pluses and minuses? I think it's an A minus. An A minus. Uh, this this is this was really good. For, I really enjoyed it. Now I'm I, glad. Granted, it's the it's the first episode I've watched since the last time we did this <laughs> show together. But but I, I I enjoyed it. Like I I liked it so much that I watched the following episode. Yeah. yeah. And now my wife wants to do a rewatch. So it's like this had to this this did something. Now the minus, obviously, the only thing that kept kept us from being like an A plus was was the turtle storyline. Like we said. It just got weird, but you know what? The other stuff made up for it. Uh, you know, I like that. I like that's a strong case. You do a good job. You used to. You must be a lawyer. Uh, I, since I'm looking at it from a bit of a higher vantage point, I will say this is probably a B B minus for me. We start to see Vince's erratic behavior start to get worse, and like I said, in like two episodes, it just falls off a fucking cliff. Kind of comes out of nowhere, and the entire third of this episode being dedicated to turtle subplot not a fan so i'm not going to sit here and say it's in the b plus a plus a minus like you know upper echelon of entourage episodes but if you looked at it in the context of of season seven which has some pretty rocky episodes it's probably a solid b plus a minus so i don't disagree with you on that hey bro your show man (laughs) you keep saying that like we can can tell me my answer sucks dude it's okay (laughs) no no dude you're wrong this was a bad episode of Entra. No, it was great. And uh, I'm excited to keep going. I'm excited to maybe, maybe I'll have the rest of the guys on uh, over the course of this season. This would be a fun season to bring Will and Dylan back on uh, the pod. I think I had you guys all on in season three. So maybe I'll do that uh, separately and find some episodes. They would love that. I know they would. Dave, this is a blast. Thank you. It's good seeing you in the fall. Maybe uh, you can make out to Palm Springs at some point, you and your family. We can play some golf. Where can the listeners find you, follow you, listen to you? You can check out the Circling Back podcast and all of the washed media podcasts, including Too Much Dip, uh, our sports vehicle. Um, but yeah, check us out. I'm on Instagram at DC Ruff, on Twitter at D Carter Ruff. Um, hey, I might be coming out there in August, oh. August or September for a fantasy football golf trip draft. Amazing. So it's going to be a little hot if you come here in August. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like, we're so dumb. Like, we're always like, we're going to get out of Texas because, you know, we do the draft in August. Mm-hmm. Let's go somewhere else. And of course, like, that gets thrown out. <laughs> like, just, you know, it's a different heat. It's a dry heat, so I'm told. But yeah. it's just like, we're still going to sweat. And so I may be hitting you up for Rex. Yeah, I'll absolutely. let you know. For I might sure. not be here because I try my hardest not to be here June, July, and August, but we'll, we'll make something work. And I'll, I'll be back down in Texas soon. Dave, this was a blast. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you listeners next Monday. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>